0: Hare Krishna, vanchakal patrubhyasca, kripasindu bhebhacapititanam bhavanebhyo Ebyo namo namaha. Welcome to Srimad Bhagavatam, continuing Canto 12, Chapter 2, which is called uh, The Symptoms of Kali Yuga. And we are up to text number 18, I think. Is that right? Yes. Um, There's kind of an overview of of Kali Yuga, uh, which has been progressing and describing what's going to happen, how the duration of human life will be reduced to 50 years by the end. And then there's a big chunk of text, you may remember, at 12 through 16 as a group which... uh, uh, Well, I'll just read it again, just to refresh your memory. Uh, Just the English. uh, By the time the age of Kali ends, the bodies of all creatures will be greatly reduced in size and the religious principles of followers of Varnashram will be ruined. The path of the Vedas will be completely forgotten in human society and so-called religion will be mostly atheistic. The kings will be mostly thieves. The occupations of men will be stealing, lying, and needless violence. And all the social classes will will be reduced to the lowest level of shudras. Cows will be like goats. Spiritual hermitages will be no different from mundane houses, and family ties will extend no further than the immediate bonds of marriage. Most plants and herbs will be tiny and trees will appear like dwarf chamois trees. Clouds will be full of lightning, homes will be devoid of piety and all human beings will have become like asses. At that time, the Supreme Personality of Godhead will appear on earth, acting with the power of pure spiritual goodness. He will rescue eternal religion. And then 17, it says, Lord Vishnu, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the spiritual master of all moving and non-moving living beings, and the Supreme Soul of all, takes birth to protect the principles of religion and to relieve his saintly devotees from the actions of material work. So that's the sort of preface to uh, the uh, description of the appearance of Kalki. Uh, at the end of Kali Yuga. And though, though, so that's where we are now, up to text number 18. Uh, so I'll read the Sanskrit uh, first. Uh, text 18 goes like this Shambhala Gramamukyasya Brahmanasya Mahatmanaha Bhavane Vishnuyasha kali pradur bhavishyati lord kakī will appear in the home of the most eminent brahmana of Shambhala village the great soul vishnu yasha uh, there's no uh, purport uh, for this with the bbt um, uh, uh, so it says the village of Shambhala grama grama means village like grama kata village talk or mundane talk Or, or grama Sukyam village happiness. It's sense gratification <laughs> So Sambhala grama in the village of Shambhala the chief of the brahmanas Bukasya brahmanasya uh, most eminent brahmana a great soul in his house his name is Vishnu Yasha, uh, Kalki will appear. Uh, there's no BBT purport. Uh, uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur's remarks, the birth will take place for liberating the devotees, karma apanutaye, uh, which is actually that word that he uses, uh, karma apanutaye is taken from text number 17 where uh, it says why he he appears uh, 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 the Lord appears for Dharma uh, Tranaya, the protection of religion and uh, relieve the sadhus karma apanutaye from the reactions of material work, it's translated there. So that's, that purport comes from that, actually, the, the previous uh, t- uh, text there. So now uh, we'll get a little brief description of Lord Kalki in 19 and 20. Um, uh, uh, so t- 19 and 20 go like this. Uh, ashvam Ashugamaruya Devadattam Jagatpatihi Asina Sadudam Mannam Ashtaiśvārya Gunan Vitaha Vicharan Asunan Shonyam Hayena Pratima Dyutihi Nippalinga Chado yun Kutisho Nihanishati. The running translation goes like this uh, uh, Lord Kalki, the Lord of the Universe, will mount his swift horse Devadatta and, sword in hand, travel over the earth, exhibiting his eight mystic opulences in eight special qualities of godhead displaying his unequaled effulgence and riding with great speed he will kill by the millions those thieves who have dared to dress as kings so this ashvam his horse ashugam swiftly traveling (laughs) aruya mounting okay so this is uh, and, the, and then it's Devadatta. Uh, mount his swift horse, Devadatta. Uh, uh, now, Banu Swami translates this a little differently. He says the swift horse sent by the Devatas, <laughs> because the word Devadatta it means given, God given. Right? Devadatta, that which has been given by God or the gods. And uh, uh, it's also, you may recall, uh, the name of Arjuna's conch shell. He blew his conch shell Devadatta in the Bhagavad Gita, uh, first chapter, at the beginning of the, you know, the, in the battle of Kurukshetra, is about to begin. They're blowing their conch shells. And so uh, the conch of Arjuna is called Devadatta because it had been in the, this is, story is told in the Mahabharata, uh, obtained by Maya Dhanava from Varuna. So it was Varuna's conch shell that they managed to get and steal. And so, but anyway, it's called Devadatta. So either the horse was, uh, as uh, 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 His name, Devadatta, or the way Banu Swami reads it, sent by the Devatas. You can read Devadatta in in, in any way, or means both, maybe both. That's his name. So, with this horse, Devadatta horse, the Devadatta horse, uh, 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 and sword in hand, Ashina, with his sword. The, the the Lord, the Jagatpati, the Lord of the Universe. Uh, Asadhu damana subduing the unholy. It says here, the, in the word for word, the horse who subdues the unholy. Uh, uh, so, uh, ja, uh, yeah, Asadu Dhamana uh and then ashta aishvarya the eight mystic opulences and guna you see the the transcendental qualities and so they translate this as eight mystic opulences there's the 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 eight uh, 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 mystic abilities When it says the eight special qualities of Godhead, it doesn't say what they are. Usually, we talk about six. (laughs) So, Uh, so, uh, but they've mentioned this. Uh, He has this, so he's endowed with that. So uh, then, then uh, Vicharan traveling around swiftly on the earth. uh, by this horse with his uh, uh, unequaled apramitta uh, duty, his unrivaled effulgence. And then it says the, the the word, we talked about this word last time, dashu. That here it's translated as thieves, but it just means anybody who's... Uh, as we would say today in english scum of the earth <laughs> you know like really bad people mm-hmm. uh the dashus uh, who are uh, and the word here is uh uh ch- chada, uh in the uh d- which uh, uh disguising themselves uh, as uh, uh Covering, a ch- you know, like a chatter, you know. We say in a, today, it even a covering is a ch- uh, c- they are covered in the nippalingam, in the with the signs or the dress of kings. Remember, everybody in those days wore the clothes of their office, and you knew who they were just by what they were wearing. Uh, so he, they, so the, these people, they weren't kings. They were all bad guys, thieves who have all been described before in the last uh, uh, class. He's going to uh, 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 slaughter them. Uh, uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur just comments, uh, He will mount a swift horse given by the Devatas, by which the demons are destroyed he will kill the thieves dressed as kings Uh, there's a purport here in the uh, in the uh, uh, bbt Uh, they say uh, these verses describe the thrilling pastimes of lord Kalki. if you like that kind of a movie you'll really enjoy it huh anyone would be attracted by the sight of a powerful beautiful man riding on a wonderful horse at lightning speed chastising and devastating cruel demonic people with a sword in his hand you can practically hear the soundtrack (laughs) (laughs) of course fanatical materialists may argue that this picture of lord khaki is a mere anthropomorphic creation of the human mind a mythological deity created by people who need to believe in some superior being but this argument is not logical nor does it prove anything it is merely the opinion of certain people so okay now here are you going to argue against this argument it's a projection of our needs and so, it's, so we have these needs, so therefore we create this projection. So the refutation goes as follows. We need water, but that doesn't mean man creates water. We also need food, oxygen, and many other things that we do not create. Uh, since our general experience is that our needs correspond to available objects existing in the external world, Uh, that we appear to need a Supreme Lord would tend to indicate that the fact there is a Supreme Lord. This inbuilt need uh, that we have uh, uh, is is there. In other words, nature endows us with a sense of need for things that actually exist and that are in fact necessary for our well-being. Similarly we experience a need for God because we are in fact part of God and cannot live without him At the end of Kali Yuga this same God will appear as the mighty Koki avatar and beat the pollution (laughs) out of the demons Uh, uh, So uh, there there is a need Uh, uh, You know and uh, and it's, people have tried to explain it away. You know, Freud wrote a famous book about God called The Future of an Illusion. <laughs> he said, you know, uh, um, but uh, you can also take our need for God as actually uh, um, something that's there. The, the fact is, of course, is that the, uh, the is that Our own consciousness, uh, the the symptom of ourself as a spiritual being is consciousness. Consciousness does not arise out of matter. Uh, When when people try to describe matter, as as modern scientists do, exclusively in terms of numbers, uh, where's the room for consciousness there? It's not there. If you have just structures of matter that gradually over the course of time become more complex. All you get is more complex structures of matter. But what they want to say at a certain period of time, there's something else that is not just another structure of matter, but the experience of structures of matter. And that's they have to explain away because it's not just another structure of matter consciousness the ability to undergo experiences to be a subject and not just an object is very hard to explain and our story from the bhagavatam says no there's two energies there's the material energy and the jiva energy which comes from the lord and 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 that's us and that 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 consciousness has not been very much explored in the modern ages Uh, and and what we are given is the 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 procedure by which we can clarify that consciousness intensify it and see where what happens and and knowledge according to uh, the Bhagavatam is to know what is matter, what is consciousness or spirit, and what's the origin of both. So when that consciousness becomes clarified, it encounters something else. That that when it says that we are part and parcel of Krishna, we are small samples of God as Prabhupada puts it, we have we are qualitatively the same as God. There's an overlap because when we are, the discovery is that when our own consciousness becomes clarified, we also become aware that there's a superconsciousness that we're in contact with, qualitatively the same as us. That knowing God, encountering this super consciousness, you can no longer doubt its existence than you can your own. Can you doubt your own existence? Try it. Who's doubting? You can't you're, you're, doubt your own existence to conscious being. And similarly, when you encounter the fact that, that you're also aware of superconsciousness, and if you haven't experienced it, we can tell you how to do that. <laughs> if you don't want to try it, don't deny that nobody else can do it. Because our consciousness, when it's covered by the modes of passion and ignorance, remains occluded, blocked when it becomes clarified, when the modes of passion and modes of ignorance, which we can describe and how to get get rid of them, then the pure sattva, uh, the mode of goodness appears, and then this consciousness becomes more uh, evident and then encounters this beginning of this uh, greater consciousness that we become aware of. And once you have that experience, it's there. Uh, uh, and, and so this is the 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 the, the uh, this uh, super consciousness by by which we we can begin to experience God. That's what happens. That, that, and, and Prabhupada calls this a science because it's a procedure, and anyone willing to undergo the process will experience it. So that's why it's a science. We can say to anybody else, you know, oh, you know, you got all this esoteric stuff in physics and it's so hard to understand. Yeah, but here you can do it. You just have to take the courses and learn the math and do the. as you could do it. Well, I can't do it. That's because you're too stupid, you know, but if you really, but you you don't want to do the work or whatever else, you have to accept our authority. So here, this is a science. And that's why Prabhupada called it a science of uh, uh, self-realization. So we do have arguments about, about uh, uh, this uh, existence of the, sup- the, the Supreme Lord. At least this is the feature of Supersoul. The, 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 the Supersoul is that one aspect of the Supreme Lord which has to do with the uh, living beings in the material world. Now, there's also a further existence of the Lord in his own proper realm in the the spiritual world. That you, you know, you can graduate to that, too. Because we have this, you know, uh, uh, Paramatma realization and then Bhagavan realization. Brahmaiti, Paramatmaiti, Bhagavaniti, shabjate the beginning of that realization is this realization of Brahman. I am spirit. I'm eternal being. You have some indication of your divine nature. Then you go a little further. Then there's of Paramatma, and then finally Bhagavan. These are the the steps. Take them. It's worth the trouble. <laughs> Everyone said, "Do it." Don't just quetch <laughs> about it. How do you know? Well, that's how we know. We're doing this as the process. Um, uh, so now we go on. Uh, uh, so these are people now who are in a position to see the future. Because it's actually happened in the past before also, so. Uh, so now we're up to text number uh, t- uh, 21. You notice this text ha- has one extra line in it uh, describing the future now. Um, uh, just like we can know the future, like right now it's the beginning of fall, and we can safely predict it's going to get colder and colder and that snow will come in our latitudes, you know. Because we've know the past, so similarly these things repeat themselves too. (laughs) Anyway, so uh, here it goes. Uh, Text twenty-one. Tati shamavishanti, that's the future tense, by the way, and bavishanti. Mamamshe vishadani vai vasudevanga ragati. Punyagandanilas uh, prisham, Porajana padanam vai, Haste Shvakiladashusu. The tr- running translation is uh, After all the imposter kings have been killed, the residents of the cities and towns will feel the breezes. Carrying the most sacred fragrance of the sandalwood paste and other decorations of Lord Vasudev, and their minds will thereby become transcendentally pure. This is actually quite a, quite a beautiful verse, the Punyaganda. Mm. <laughs> the, the punya means pure, punya, they, in the word for word, sacred, punyaganda is the fragrance. The sense of smell is very powerful. Oscar Wilde, who ought to know, called it the fallen angel of the senses. <laughs> <laughs> because you know how you know if anyway. Um, uh, then uh, so atad then uh, 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 this this part that they begin in the translation. Uh, is the last part of the verse when all the dashu the dashus, these you know, these against thieves have been killed these rascal kings it says in the word for word uh uh, uh so uh, uh then uh, uh all of them that is the, the the people of this age the residents of the cities and towns they their minds mamamshi uh manas man, manamshi their minds will become clear uh, they'll develop clear minds uh, 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 the the word that's used here is uh, uh vishada 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 uh, the word vishada, vishadani, they're clear. Vishadha means bright, brilliant, shining, splendid, beautiful, white, spotless, mm-hmm. pure. You know, it shouldn't be con- sure, confused with the word vishada, with the s with the dot under it. Vishada, the retroflex. I don't know when it goes in your. Vishada. This is vishadha, vishadha. Vishadha means clear. Vishada means dejected. Uh, uh, and so their their minds are clear. Uh, 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 their minds become clear. I mean, it's like sort of bright and shiny, and you know, purified. Uh, uh, and and uh, because uh, uh, they 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 uh, they they and the wind, it carries the fragrance of uh, this uh, Vasudev unga, uh, uh, the, the, uh, the, from the fragrance on the body of Lord Vasudev. Uh, I think his body anyway is fragrant, and then with the sandalwood paste and the other ointments and things, it's probably quite a wonderful uh, smell. And so just that smell carried on the wind, Anila, uh, carried on the wind. So they don't see him first. It's very interesting when he comes first, they, 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 they smell him. They smell the breezes with his fragrance. And that does something, clears all the gunk and fear and hate and all the, you know, out of their minds of, uh, of uh, uh, the, the people who were the people, uh, the, the ones that live in the pura, those that live in the Puras, the cities, and the, uh, the small town Janapadam, the small towns and villages? Uh, so this will happen in Hanteshu when the uh, thieves have been killed. Bhanuswami gives a simpler translation. After all the thieves have been killed, the residents of the cities and towns will develop clear minds. From contacting the purifying breezes, from the fragrance on the body of Vasudeva—that's uh, uh, the simpler uh, uh, kind of translation of it. Uh, uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur doesn't comment. The BBT says uh, nothing can surpass the sublime experience of being dramatically rescued by a great hero who happens to be the Supreme Lord. The death of the demons at the end of Kali Yuga is accompanied by the fragrant spiritual breezes and thus the atmosphere becomes most enchanting. So that's the sort of harboring of good things to come, namely the next Satya Yuga, specifically by, by uh, odors uh, 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 So that's uh, yeah, it's like uh, you know something to look forward to if you happen to be around <laughs> uh, So uh, so text uh, 22 Te praja visharigascha stavishta sambhavishyati Vāsudeve bhagavati sattamurtārīdīsthite When Lord Vāsudeva, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, appears in their hearts in His transcendental form of goodness, the remaining citizens will abundantly repopulate the earth. Uh, there's a uh, different ways of translating this. Uh, when uh, Bhanu translates it based on uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur's comment. Uh, when the Lord Vasudeva, the Supreme Lord, appears in the hearts, their hearts in his Shuddha-sattva form, the creation of the population with a strong sense of Dharma will take place. So when they repopulate the earth, it's they will also have this strong sense of uh, dharma. Uh, 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 so the, uh, the creation of the praja, praja means progeny, offspring, though these pra- offspring will come. Uh, stavishta. see the word, the word that's, uh, 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 you can translate different ways, is stavishtaha, uh, uh, which in the word for word here is abundant, abundantly repopulate the word. Uh, But Thakur says stavishtaha means strong because of being fixed in Dharma. So the word stavishtaha in the dictionary uh, 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 means... uh, it's the su- superlative degree of the word shtura. Uh, broad, thick, solid, strong. <coughs> Dense. Heavy. So it could be heavy, broad, strong, solid. You know, all these things, different ways. So they have... Uh, uh, they, 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 what's strong is their sense of dharma. Uh, that th- they have that, the, 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 the creation of the prodigy, uh is abundant, or either many of abundant men or, or both they have uh, 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 because of in their hearts there is also this Supreme Personality of Godhead who is sattva murti, in in his form of pure goodness. So that's different ways of, 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 of under, understanding this uh, 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 idea. Uh-huh. So but it's saying here they're going to repopulate the earth anyway, and so all of those will be firmly fixed, I mean, it would follow that they're all going to be, again, they're populating earth now for uh, such a yuga, so they have this almost inborn strong sense of dharma now. Because the Lord is uh, in their hearts, because it also is, 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 is hriddi, stitti situated in their hearts, satta in that uh, form of goodness. Uh, So, Lord Kalki has come, but now he's also. So, everybody's Krishna conscious, uh, basically, is the idea. So, then uh, we go on with uh, text uh, 23 here. Yadavatirno Bhagavan Kalkir Dharma Patir Harihi Kritambhaviśyati Tadā Pajasutischa satviki. When the supreme lord has appeared on earth as Kalki, the maintainer of religion, such a yuga will begin, and human society will bring forth progeny in the mode of goodness. So we see how this, like, amplifies what's already sort of implicitly there in the uh, previous text. Uh, uh, yada when avatirna when he descends uh, the translated here is incarnate Prabhupada uses that word incarnation uh, um, uh, it's the English word the conventional English although the you know the the, the root of incarnate uh, the Latin roots is to take on flesh you know the word carnal carna means flesh to take on flesh uh, the word became, you know, the, the, the Christian idea of Jesus, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. But when, when Krishna appears in his spiritual form, he doesn't take on a material body. He comes in his original transcendental form, as Prabhupada puts it. So you have to be a little careful with that word incarnate. The word avatar doesn't mean one who, it means one who comes down. It doesn't have the idea of take on the human body. But he appears that way. So anyway, he uh, you have to be a little careful with the English. I and mean, Prabhupada just likes to use the conventional English word and not worry about it so much. But if you, it doesn't imply that he, uh, he comes. He descends. He descends on the earth as Kalki, who is uh, Dharmapati. The maintainer of religion, but the maintainer, protector, master—all these things are there for the word. But the even lord, you know, uh, put uh, the then uh, uh, krita satya yuga here see see kritam satya yuga. It's also called krita yuga. It's based on, uh, they say, throws of the dice, <laughs> different dice throws, but one called Krita. So anyway, Krita Yuga, it's also Satya Yuga, another word. Uh, and then uh, there are we, this Praja Suti, the creation of uh, uh, progeny. Uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says in his short little purport, s- uh, Sutihi means production. The word uh, "suti" in Sanskrit means birth or uh, parturition. You know, uh, childbirth, delivery. Yeah, "suti." So so it means means production, but production as far as giving birth. Uh, The children will be born in the mode of goodness. Uh, They will be. That will be their natural state of being uh, uh, children are usually pretty ignorant but this is a different uh, so that's what happened we don't have any experience of these kind of uh, pro- this creation of progeny in the mode of goodness but anyway the manner of production is is is, is there um uh so then, uh, after that, uh, uh, we, this is sort of now a transition to the next group of top topics where we start to talk about time. Yada Chandras, chah, tata tisha Brihaspati, Ekara uh, the running translation goes when the moon, the sun, and Brihaspati are together in the constellation Karta, and all three enter simultaneously into the lunar mansion Pusha, at that exact moment the age of Satya or Krita will begin. Uh-huh. So uh yada chandra when the moon uh and surya the sun uh enter this uh tisha the asterism tisha or more commonly known as they say in the word for word Pusha, and they it's in the in the bigger constellation of of cancer uh, uh, these they use the word asterism or nakshastra. This is a feature of uh, what we call Vedic astro- astrology or astronomy, which is Western astrologers don't use it. Where they have, which in in, in Western in Vedic astronomy, the moon is many ways more important than the sun. And the sun travels through uh, these different constellations uh, which are also called asterisms or lunar mansions or some people just say stars, you know. Uh, 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 This is an aster... Usually uh, we have our standard constellations, so sometimes in the West when they say an asterism, they mean smaller constellations are not as proper, but it's just... Uh, Aster is the Greek word for star, so it's collections of stars, you know. So there's these asterisms, uh, and uh, uh, so this tells you when Satyuga begins. You can tell. You can actually, you know, fast forward the universe and what's been happening, and uh, you'll there'll be a time where these three things simultaneously. The moon, the sun, and Brihaspati, that is, the planet Jupiter. Zeus-Pitar, God the Father. <laughs> That's what Jupiter is. Zeus-Pitar. The planet Jupiter. Uh, are uh, All come together in this constellation uh, of, of Cancer. Kartika. Uh, Karkata. uh, um, uh, uh uh, that's because that's where this 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 asterism is within it. Uh, uh, they uh, uh, that that's 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 when uh, we know that such uh, yoga will begin. So you can actually figure it out. Ban- Banu Swami says. Um, when the moon, the sun, and Bihaspati simultaneously enter the constellation, so that's the idea when they all together in the constellation, they simultaneously enter the constellation Pusha in Kartaka sign. So this is the smaller asterism within what we call the sign of Cancer, you know, the, the, the astrological. Uh, then such you will begin. Uh, Vishnath, there's no BBT purport and Vishnath Chakravarti Thakur says this verse describes the beginning of Satya Yuga. Tisha means Pusha constellation. Jupiter enters Cancer sign every 12 years. Uh, that's its normal uh, 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 cycle to the heavens staying there for approximately a year. And during that time, it's possible for two or three dark moons, that's to say when the sun and moon are conjunct, and therefore you have a lunar eclipse, to conjoin with Jupiter. So that's what it is. Jupiter, sun, and moon are aligned at that time. Uh, uh, so it's possible for two or three dark moons to conjoin with Jupiter. When they say dark moon, that means a conjunction. Um. However, when all three planets enter Pusha simultaneously, such Yuga begins. So that when all that they get that conjunction and they all enter this uh, this uh, asterism, uh, then that's when it happens. So uh, do we have time for one more? yeah very short one here because it ends with a thus <laughs> um yeti ta vartamana ye bhavishyam ticha partivaha teta uteshata prukta vamshiya sum suryayaha Thus I have described all the kings, past, present, and future, who belong to the dynasties of the sun and the moon. Uh, uh, there's no BBT purport. Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says, this concludes the description, what started in Canto 9. So 9, we had the descriptions of the, these different... Surya, because the Kshatriyas either descend from the sun or the moon, uh, uh, Surya Vamsha and, and Chandra Vamsha Kshatriyas. Uh, Krishna comes in, in the dynasty of the moon and Lord Ramachandra in the dynasty of the sun. Did I have that right? Yes. So the, those are the, the different lineages of Kshatriya races who trace themselves back to. Uh, the lords of the sun and the lords of the moon. Uh, so he says, this concludes the description which started in Canto 9. Uh, so thus I have described all the kings, past, present, and future. So he finishes it up, who belong to the dynasties of the sun and the moon. So those who have memories, <laughs> like Maharaj Prikshit knows that. So that's that really now now from 26 to 36 you'll kind of get a chronological overview with astronomical dating which is a little hard for me to follow but those of you who like this stuff will find it fascinating (laughs) Uh, uh, uh and so we'll pick up there uh next we don't have a class next week i'll be out of town uh, and uh, not be able to do it. So w- week after next, we'll pick up with uh, uh, Kantalchev, Chapter 2, Text 26. And now we'll see if we have any questions or comments from uh, anybody. Ashwad will tell you how to do that if you're following from outside our transcendental location here on the Kinderhook Creek which flows nearby into the Hudson River. I was just wondering why in uh, text 19 and 20, the the purport uh, takes on anthropomorphism. I can't figure out the connection between the verse and that point. Uh, Let me look at it again. I think that um, the word anthropomorphic uh, means that we imagine a god to be somebody who has a human form. So the the general way people talk about attack personalism theism is an, uh, an anthropomorphic god you imagine god is the shape of a man so that we think that god is like a human being it's an idea of that that uh, god in his transcendental thing is formless it's a kind of you know so god is unlimited if he had a form that would limit him Uh, So therefore, God has no form. And so we're imposing this limitation on him. Of course, if God can't have a form, that also limits him. So that's another problem. So he's simultaneously with and without form. We do better than everybody else. Uh, uh, and, And our argument is, no, our human form is theomorphic. We are made in the image of God once you understand that it would limit god not to have a form uh, and not to be a person and, and and his and it also has unlimited forms we only walk around in one form but he has so many forms and not, not only that he 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 has the form of animals too the a form of half lion half man he has a form of well anyway so many forms are are are, are there uh, for, for, for God. We, uh, he has a fish form. He has a turtle form. He's, he, in fact, he shows up at, we're in every species. We don't even know all of them. Why not? You want us to tell him he can't do it, it's not allowed? Who sets the rules around here? So it's just that idea uh, of, of that uh, that uh, we're imagining God to be like that in general why they mention uh, anthropomorphic and you know it goes against this he meets our needs well just because we may have a need for God doesn't mean that we produced him to fit the need because we do have a need for many things that are already there so just the need is not a sufficient reason to say we've made him up you know uh, and uh, and uh, actually, God is uh, available. I once, once when I was in graduate school, in, in, uh, before I, before I actually became a devotee, I had one professor who said, they, 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 this was in religious religious studies." He said to me, he said the real question is not whether God exists or not, but is God available? And I really took that. To, I thought that's true. Uh, because because if, if if he exists and is not available, what difference does it make? <laughs> but if he's available, that solves the existence question right off the bat. So the question is whether God is available. And, you know, that was on my mind when I encountered devotees and Prabhupada was telling us how God is available. There, This is the procedure. This is what you do. And... Uh, and if you follow the procedure, it will show up. And that's why he called it a science. Did I answer your question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why well, I mentioned that, you know? Yeah, I, th- I think so. I, I, I think it, it makes sense. I think when when you're speaking, I, I can see how because it mentions Lord Kalki, who we're saying
1: is God, is coming on a horse. You know, on a, a horse, he yeah, has a sword. he's like a big king a knight, too. Yeah, 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 almost looked, yeah. Almost like right. A knight. Yeah, like yeah, almost right. like a knight. Uh-huh. Yeah, I get. I understand now. Yeah. Yeah. Vijay Krishna Prabhu asks, um, "When I read these passages of the Bhagavatam and this one related to the appearance of Lord Kalki." I can't help thinking about the concept of destiny. Destiny. As it is destined for Lord Kalki to appear at a certain time in history, are we also destined to live and behave in a certain way at a certain time in history? Or everything that happens in our lives happens only by chance? Which is the role played by destiny in our lives?
0: Well, our destiny is karma uh when you're born uh and a a good astrologer by the way from india can tell you many many things about your previous birth and what you have now uh, uh, from reading your chart a lot of them pretend to know what they're doing but if they they do it uh you know western astrology when they do it, they sh- you're like this. They try to give you a personality reason because they cannot predict the future. But but uh, but uh, a good uh, astrology, follows the Vedic astrology, can tell you things that that is your uh, your previous karma uh, from from your 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 last birth. You you had good deeds and bad deeds, and now you are reaping the result of those things uh, that, that and, and that you might call your destiny uh, uh, you desti- but your destiny is not you have some degree of freedom uh, and that degree of freedom may be different for different people uh, also it may be more or less limited but 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 we do, we do, we do have the ability to make choices. And so there's that. And then there's another thing too, which is uh, daiva. Daiva is a word sometimes pronounced destiny. You know, it's what, uh, daiva means coming from God or the gods. So, the, 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 they're the supernatural controllers that, that 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 hand out our karma to us. But there's also simply, uh, when they say, uh, we use, Prabhupada uses the expression, causeless mercy. That means it's not destiny. It's the intervention uh, of those people who change your destiny, who change your fate. Those are, that ability is usually in the hands of, uh, of, of devotees to do that. When they, they say it's causes mercy, it means we did not do anything. It's outside of our destiny. And we have a, you know, the, to, to go, you have a choice. Now, what's called a, a moral choice of freedom, you know, sometimes it can be very small but you just choose something good better than something evil that, that puts you in a certain way. Uh, and then then there's also, uh, you know, uh, this Ajnanta Sukriti, the unknown good deeds. Uh, when you stop by the side of the road to help somebody with a flat and they happen to be devotees, you're also doing devotional service and you don't know it, you know. There's a famous incident in the early days of the movement when Prabhupada was on 26 Second Avenue, and, and uh, they're in this little storefront, you know, basically. it is literally was a store, a gift shop. And Prabhupada is giving a lecture. And at that time in New York, uh, in the Lower East Side, a lot of homeless people uh, sleeping and living in the streets and usually intoxicated or something and dirty and, you know, So Prabhupada is giving a lecture to the devotees that are sitting there on the floor and the door in the back opens up. And this homeless man walks in shabby. You can tell he's been living in the rough. He comes in and he puts a, a, I think, a paper towel, a roll of toilet paper down next to the bathroom and then leaves. Just does it, just gives it and, and leaves. And, and, and Prabhupada just remarked to the devotees, now his spiritual life has begun. Simply because he was not just doing a good deed for anybody, but he was giving a gift to devotees and so on, you know. So that, that those things happen. So that, that's freedom. So you have some freedom. Uh, and, and every time in our lives, where we have a choice between, you know, devotional service and maya. It's your choice. And it adds up. (laughs) Uh
1: Vijay Krishna Prabhu asks, um, is the population of the planet Earth equivalent to the respective age? In which age do we find the Earth overpopulated?
0: Well, Prabhupada just remarked that there's no such thing as open population. He, he remarked that the the earth can uh, actually support many, many times even the present population. And it says during uh, Krishna's time, there are many, many more people on the earth than there are now. And 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 the, the earth would give because the population was saintly. Uh, the earth itself w- would the earth is one of our mothers and would take care of her uh, progeny who, who, who took care of her. And, And there's a very interesting relationship between the earth and the cow. And if the cow is taken care of and treated as a mother, so will the earth. And so actually the earth is capable of giving many more so that Prabhupada said there's no problem with overpopulation, that the earth can, can support many, many more people if they're pious, if they're impious, impious, uh, then doesn't want to do it. So the capacity of the earth is many, many more times even what we think it is now. But the abuse that's going on right now by, by sinful people are not taking care of her and who don't treat her properly, uh, uh, there's a problem.
1: Ramananda Prabhu asks, is the village of Shambhala in existence now? Is it a place of pilgrimage in India? I try to look it up on Google Maps and all I get is a vegetarian restaurant in the UK. Uh,
0: Nobody knows where it is right now as far as I know. Uh, there are, you know, stories and legends and things like that, but there's no place on the map that that people really, really know what it is. The Buddhists have sort of taken it as a sacred place where there's a Buddha and, and, and so many things like that, but it it seems to be, you know, this hidden kingdom uh, right now. That's not not too not in view.
1: Jagannath Puru asks Does Lord Krishna have a particular bias or feelings as in Dharma and prefers to interact with us who are transcendental and practice the yoga for the golden age 10,000 years lifespan in Satya Yuga?
0: I don't understand that part. But certainly, Krishna associates with those people that want to associate with him. If. Prabhupada says he's sitting in the heart as the super soul, and he says, says in the Bhagavad Gita, For me comes remembrance, knowledge, and forgetfulness. That means that when you want to remember Krishna, Krishna gives you all facility to remember him. When you want to forget him, he gives you all facility to forget. That's his feature as super soul. Uh, so, so. Prabhupada remarked once, in and in I think in a lecture, that that there are so many arguments, there is no God, God is dead. It's a anthropomorphic, that a projection. Where do they get that intelligence to give those articles? It's by Krishna's mercy. He empowers them to forget. When you want to remember, then he empowers you to understand, and remember. Uh, that 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 much I can tell you. <laughs>
1: Jagannatha Prabhu also asks, is it practical to perform the nine processes like deity worship and perform the garba, Garbadan samskaras in the Satya Yuga versus the Kali Yuga where the holy name is prescribed?
0: I, I assume there's a way to do all these things in Satya Yuga. I, I don't know what the rules are for Satya Yuga or how life works there because it's really different from... Uh, anything I have experienced.
1: (laughs) Vijay Krishan asks, How much importance must devotees give to the science of astrology?
0: Uh, Prabhupada didn't put, he had an astrologer, and once in a while he said, let's have some fun and you consult an astrologer, but he didn't. uh, uh, You know, there's things that tell you future like the lines on your hand palmistry, and they said, if you clap your hands while dancing and chanting to Krishna, all the lines go away. <laughs> you know, so uh, it's it's uh, it it's, it can be interesting. It can sometimes help you out, but actually, to find an astrologer who really knows what they're doing is uh, is very very rare. You actually have to be quite intelligent, and most people aren't.
1: Jugna Gorhari asks, "How is our access to God different in different yugas?"
0: Uh, well, there's a yuga dharma, and that's that's the means of of, of 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 access. Either it's by by meditation, it's by performance of sacrifice. These are the yuga dharma's, you know, in, in, in the Krita Yuga, Satya Yuga. All you had to do was meditate. You could live in the forest, and you didn't need cities, and you know so much and all that stuff. You know, you, you can uh, uh, so that by 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 by, by meditation, uh, uh, by by sacrifice, by, by yajna. The next yuga, uh, Treta yuga is is, is by uh, deity worship in the temple. And by uh, Kali Yuga is is, uh, chanting Sankirtan. That Sankirtan is most powerful today because this is the, as I said, this is a unique, in a a day of Brahma, the Lord appears once as Krishna himself. And, And he comes in the previous Yuga, but he does at the very end. And then in the next Yuga, he appears as Lord Chaitanya to give the Yuga Dharma. So this is once in a day of brahma he he appears as with his not as ma- in majesty but in a- intimacy as vrindavan krishna krishna kishore you know the the cowherd boy of vrindavan uh uh and where where his his beauty overpowers his majesty usually when the lord appears his majesty is foremost and that's the thing that's prominent but now his his beauty and his sweetness is what's prominent and the majesty is kind of subdued Uh, and so that's rare because most people need god to be majestic otherwise they're not respectful (laughs) When he appears as a barefoot village boy with, with cow dust all over him, you know, they, with that God, you know, I mean, but you know, this is his, his sweetness. So to give access to that, the Lord appears as, as Chaitanya to, to make it possible that that uh, special uh, Kali Yuga and he puts it off. Uh, uh, for a, a period of time 10,000 years supposedly uh, we have heard that that, that that happens so you can have access to this thing alright so uh, what? I don't know what the date is what, or 19th, what is it? 19th, 19th? Of the month of November. I'll write it down on my computer. And we'll resume with uh, Canto 12, Chapter 2, Text uh, 26. Thank you very much. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai.